All right, we're back with World Strong's Opinions with Tyler Young, the pro short man, pro strong, <laughs> SC strongman, uh, two-time finalist at Clash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, welcome to the show, man. It's good hey, to have man. you. Happy to be here. Happy yeah, to be welcome. here. So before we started, we, we, were talk- we started talking about where uh, the name Great Eight <laughs> Performance came from. And and this is uh this is gonna be amazing because it sounds like we've got two Tylers with similar stories. Well, maybe similar beginnings, but but <laughs> different outcomes. <laughs> All right. So um, so I've talked about this on a on another podcast, but it's a uh, it's a little bit you know smaller than your guys's. But um, so yeah, I've been reading a lot about the Stone Eight theory that you know Joe Rogan talked about all the time. So I'm like, man. I gotta check these mushrooms out. I gotta see what they're about. So uh, I, I was running around with a buddy who had, that had some experience with psychedelics, and he was like, you know, come out. It was like New Year's Eve. It was like 2019. I can't remember if we were going into 2020 or into 2019. Anyway, so we took like I took five grams of mushrooms the first time. No, nice. That I ever. Basically, uh, a, almost a double dose. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's kind of like a heroic <laughs> dose or something. Actually, and, that uh, is a double dose. Yeah, five two yeah. and a half grams is a is a normal dose. So two times. Yeah, that's so, awesome. <laughs> uh, and we drank like we drank a bunch of orange juice, which is supposedly like to make the color more vibrant or whatever. Yeah. And uh, we camped out on the couch, right, and just waiting on it to set in, and it was like a slow creep. Like I've, you know, I've had edibles before. Like I know you don't, you know, like all oh, this edible ain't shit, and then you get sent to the shadow realm. No, I wasn't. I wasn't doing that, but um. So we're watching these movies like uh, on uh, on my buddy's Netflix, and the only thing that would save us is every so often it would buffer because he was running off his hotspot, and we'd be like, "Oh crap, we gotta go do shit like right now." So like we go and we we drink water, and then we come back in and we just melt into the TV. But um, later in the night, uh, I think we were watching like Thor Ragnarok or something like that, um, and uh, I go in the bathroom. And as I walk in, like, I'm already looking at myself in the mirror. So as I, like, stop, and they were like, don't look in the mirror if you go in there. And I'm like, I've got to do it. So anyway, <laughs> the trip was, or, you know, the trip was that there was this, uh, you know, there was this big fight coming, if you will. And, you know, it was up to me to prepare my friends, blah, blah, blah. Because I have, like, pretty big goals later on down the road for um, grade eight performance as a whole. Um, but... And I remember having this conversation with, you know, it made sense at the time that it was like my ancestors or something. Um, <laughs> and like the next morning I had a whole like Facebook page made and like, I, I mean, the whole business, like grade eight performance was like all made on a mushroom trip, like a wild mushroom trip. That's um, amazing. Yeah. It's pretty dope. And it's done nothing but grow so far. So, uh, That's yeah, awesome, I, guess, I guess there's something to it. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it must've opened your third eye, man, to, uh, That's to, dope. To your future and and your destiny, I guess. Yeah. As the third eye allegedly yeah. helps you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unlock greatness. D- DMT on. next, man. Hey, it's on the list. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I appreciate you saying earlier, too, that, um, I mean, you kind of alluded to our podcast being sort of big, and it's really not, but <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're trying our best. We're trying our best to to get growing, man. So, um, chaos is coming up. Mm-hmm. 
around the corner. Uh, yeah. I assume that's the next big show that you're yeah. training for. Yeah. Initially, I was planning to go to um, Pensacola, actually, this coming weekend, um, to do that world record stone load. Um, but Troy ended up, my son, has a bunch of uh, wrestling stuff this weekend. Okay. So I didn't want to, you know, dip away from that to go, you know, pick up a rock, basically, you know, like not that right. the record, like it's dope and all, but uh, uh, it just wasn't there for me since I'm already going to miss so much time with him this summer. So sure. Uh, no, that's, that's priorities, man. Yeah. Priorities, dude. I mean, uh, we're going to come back to chaos, but so the stone there's, there's another big record coming up in Czech Republic as well. Uh, it seems like for the first time um, I, I, I wanted that, uh, an opportunity of that for a really long time, right? And I ended up just mm -hmm. doing the feats of strength, just kind of give myself the opportunity. Although, um, you know, putting on a little show and competing, it's not the most ideal place. But now we've got multiple promoters putting together um, world record attempts on Atlas Stones. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's going to be beat? I mean, it's right now it's 503 pounds. Um, and, and, and I'm going to say this on the show, like it's got to be done on a 21 inch stone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to break the 90 kilo world record. Oh, the 90 gotcha. kilo record. I think 503 will definitely be beat seeing how easily Dirks and Isley both got that. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, yeah. that that being the stopping point. Um, but the, the 90 kilo world record is for sure. Like it's, you know, it's, it's only 440. And I've right. loaded that four or five times already. Like, not for a set of five, but yeah. I've loaded it. I know Fondry's loaded it. I know uh, Tyler Davis. So it's just a matter of getting it all right. Sure. Um, but going back to what you said about the stone circumference, like, that was, you know, it wasn't really a disagreement, like, in the group. Like, they asked our opinion, and I was like, hey, um, I think since it was already broke on a 21-inch stone, that we should kind of keep going with that. Like, I know you've invested money in these stones or whatever. I said, but, you know, you – and even he said it in the show, and I'm not trying to undercut Tyler like whatsoever because you know he's a hell of an athlete. But even he said like he had a mate to his dimensions. You know what I mean? And you know, there's an argument for that. And, and we we kind of talked about that when he was on here too because Basque stones. That's how Basque stones are um, typically made, as to the specifications of the lifter. But mm -hmm. this isn't this isn't Basque stone stone. Lifter, yeah, right. Strongman. I mean, um, I. I we don't have any standards. That's, I mean, you do whatever you want at the end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. But a twenty-one in, or twenty-inch stone at the same weight is is obviously easier to load, for sure. And and I told him I was like, look, I was like, again, I know you put this money into this. I was like, but the record at least has to be broke on a twenty-one inch stone. I said from there, you know, whatever you have these four eight four eighty and whatever the bigger stones were. I was like, we can do those on a nineteen inch. I don't care. I was like, but, you know, for the record to mean something to me, and it's not even about us, it's about whatever everybody else is going to say. I want I want yeah. it to mean something. You know, if I'm going to take the time and go down there, and if you guys are going to take the time and spend the money, then there doesn't need to be any question. You think Iron Bibby's happy about his soft lockout records? You think I, 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 I don't <laughs> I know. Think he might I would like to think that he does, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> because, you know, I, I – Set a you know amateur national record for the log um, at Strongman Core Nationals, um, and I had the rep like, but you know I felt kind of weird about that because I think he gave me the down call before I earned it. I don't know if you've watched that That's video, fair. but I was still kind of walking with it, 
And like I stick it for a second, and he, you know, he gives me the down call, and I would have chased it. I would have walked into the stands to finish that rep. I had it, but right. um, he gives me the down call, and you see me when I put it down. I go, and you know, I'm not gonna say, well, no, I disagree with your call, but you know, it's just kind of one of those things. I, you know, I haven't. That's not on my Instagram bio. That I mean, they give, they send me this yeah. little you know, uh, certificate, but it's I don't even know where it is if I'm being honest, but. Yeah, that's fair, man. And that's respectable. I mean, we've had those conversations on the show many times. Um, Luke Davis, they, Luke Davis, I said it right. I know. I, was I said like, it right by accident, even right away. Um, sorry, we just learned how to it's say better, Luke's last name. We just learned how to say Luke's last name. <laughs> so excited that I said it right. Um, I mean, he's a big advocate, too. We've had these conversations before, too, that, that, um, to improve the standards, the athletes have got to ha- have got to be involved too. And I mean, I don't think there's ever been, ever will be an expectation to give up a good call. Um, right. It's kind of silly, right? But at the same time, you know, I think the athletes have some power to drive the the bar to be raised, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. By saying, "Hey, I don't want an easy call. Make sure I have it locked out or ahead of time, weighing well, everything on camera, so it." We know that it weighs what what's stated. Yeah. And what really frustrates me is everybody that's been in the sport longer than, you know, 10 years. And they're like, well, strongman's claim to fame is it doesn't have any standards. And, well, yeah, you know, 10 fucking years ago, we were working out in parking lots. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it's changed. It's not the same yeah. sport that it was 10 years right. ago. Agreed. So you can either go do that or you can buy into what we're building you know, with the PSL or with, you know, any of these other organizations right now that, you know, if you had told, you know, somebody 15 years ago what OSG was going to be, their head would have blown up. Like, it it just didn't exist at the time. So the sport is evolving. So, you know, either get with the program or, you know, whatever, you know, there's there's room in the sport for everybody. But, you know, there, there has to be standards if we want it to be, you know, where we want it to be if we want it to be everywhere and that's for the athletes though because i think no one wants like an asterisk behind like their lifts and stuff like i was um darren and i were talking about like let's say for like after a world strongest man like thinking about the circus dumbbell realizing Mm -hmm. that if someone locks it out and they drop they get it and drop it on the crash pad that actually solves a lot more questions whereas a lot of people I, I get the excitement. We'll just drop it wherever. And for most people, they'll be like, they dropped it. They mm-hmm. didn't have enough control to return it back to yeah. a crash pad. And it's like, yeah. no one wants that little asterisk. So it's these little things <clears throat> of like, there's a reason why like powerlifting and most deadlift things, you have to return the weight down to the ground. Mm-hmm. For the most part, it's because you don't want to ruin the bars and everything. But also yeah. you don't want that asterisk of, did you lose your grip at the top? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. no. You had firm control. You returned the weight to where it should be. And it's these little things that it, in the end, it's really for the athletes because no one wants to have to constantly defend a yep. record of like, I mean, Mitchell Hooper addressed his thing. He was like, he was like, yeah, I could have finished the rep, but like at least the calls were consistent. And you're like, and that, that, that doesn't feel that great. posted that poll on your thing. I voted yes. Um, yeah. I don't know if you can see who voted. I know, yeah, I you're did. like one of the few people that voted yes. <laughs> Do you're I? like... You were one of the very few people I think that voted yes. That and to I did that because rep. it was consistent. Everybody else would have got that same down call. Man, I had to I had to argue with that because like because Evan Singleton and again this is nothing against the athletes. This is the yeah. judges' fault, right? Sure. They let Evan slide, and it was it was a a way um, 
I mean, he was so far from being locked out. I mean, he was stumbling everything, and they let that slide. So to me, like there wasn't consistency in the judging. Mm-hmm. Um, they, if they let something slide that was that uh, uncontrolled, mm-hmm. to me, it's like it wasn't consistent. Right. No, I see what you're saying. All the calls that I saw, like all the dumbbell reps that I saw, and granted, I didn't see everyone's. They all yeah. looked about the same to me. Like the the questionable down calls. They looked, you know, across the board. Nobody was close like that, and they didn't give them a rep. Yeah. My my argument that, that too, it, it controversial as it is, is that um, it's it's not really a flex, though, to say we were consistently shitty in judging, right? <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, great, great you were consistent, but they were all really bad calls. So that's not much of a flex. Let's get let's get to right. a point of standards and like and, and stick with them. If if the yeah. weight's too heavy, the weight's too heavy. Like that's yeah. it, it's strong, man. It's not, you know. Yeah, because it, it makes it hard because after a while, like if there is such a gray area, it makes it these things that it makes the points really right. hard to judge because you realize like the whole point of like Mitchell's circus dumbbell made it that if he hadn't got that rep, he would have only won the contest by like one point. Yeah, and stuff, and but it makes these things like. You still would have won, but it's sure, still I'm like not defending shitty judging. Like that's not, <laughs> that's not what I'm doing. Um, but again, what I saw from that contest is that it was going to be, you know, at least relatively consistent, which is the only reason I said yes. That yeah. was a lockdown rep. I mean, I mean, it's fair. Like, yeah, you know, the judge gave the down call in competition. It's it's fair, but yeah, I would like to see. Yeah. Uh, in, uh, some major improvement on the judging standards across the board. That's fair. Yeah. Because, I mean, going back to what he yeah. said, I mean, the sport is evolving. And, you know, World's Strongest Man was always just a TV show. Right. But but they've created, whether by on purpose or inadvertently, they've created this entire sport that looks up to them to lead the way. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I mean, it's a maybe a lot of responsibility that, that we as the, the fans and athletes and whatnot – are putting on them to do so, but yeah, um, you know they they started it and they need to they need to pick up the slack. I think because it really makes a difference. If you see the difference of let's say a perfect example, mentally you think equipped powerlifting. I mean, if you're in Ohio, it's still a cool <laughs> thing and stuff. But for most people, no one cares about equipped lifting anymore because the standards literally kept dropping and dropping to the point where now... <laughs> they kept getting so, higher and higher. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the squats get higher, the, the standards S- get lower. And yeah. yeah, you think of yeah. these things that at the end of the day, I mean, I sent it in our group chat and stuff, and Darren was super impressed by like SBDs that are like, what was it? They had that live stream where that was the record breakers thing. Mm-hmm. It's like phenomenally it filmed. Really all the done. information's there, all this stuff, and it's drug tested, and they were throwing up crazy weights. And like for the average person to see all those things, it's like not that you need to have drug tested things, but like the standards matter. And it yeah. gets to the point where people and you see Jose Oliveras, like he squatting like 1036 in a tested meet with decent depth. Like people are in more sleeves. impressed by that. Than to have people, the squats going up. And it yeah. is that idea where like the thing that gets me is that the logic most people are using to defend the Sanders and Strongman is the same thing people did for equipped lifting. And it's That's like, good. where has equipped lifting gone in the past? Like, I mean, there at this point, very few people are as into all of it, except <laughs> for like 
Jimmy Cole, like he's 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 been great to talk to on Instagram and stuff, but like his crazy benches is about the only thing anyone on the internet cares about. Like, yeah. No one cares about no one cares the death about, of you know squat, no, like, no disrespect to tractor, but nobody cares about him squatting anymore. Like just go yeah. look at look at the comments on there. I feel bad for the guy. Like oh, it's brutal. Those my world records anymore. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you don't like we there's a clear path of how this this argument goes because mm -hmm. after a while you can't be like you try that weight and that's like no yeah. I'm not gonna try that weight because I weigh 185 pounds like I'm not like yeah I'm just saying like maybe let's have some standards because at this point I mean we've looked it up of like Darren pointed it out and several of the powerlifting meets I went to you had raw lifters hitting higher numbers than equipped lifters and you're like people yeah. see that and they're like wait you have all this stuff helping. And at this point too, you have like strongman now with like deadlift suits and everything else. It's like yeah. people want to see like the standards for that powerlifting has set are so high for live streams with their yeah. SBD and everything. It was weird to watch SBD throw on a live stream where they had the strictest judging in the it world for their records. Man. Yeah. And like, amazing. yeah. And that here, I think there's mainly this idea of it's for the athletes. You don't want people questioning your lift. Like if you hit a lift yeah. at uh, SBD, like US, like their meets or the IPF, like no one's going to question that mm -hmm. and everything. Whereas now almost, I feel like almost every big event they've had, like Giants Live when they had six men lift over a thousand pounds, yeah. almost every one of those, you're like, was it? Like, was that a good rep? Or like, it's cool <laughs> yeah. to see the numbers thrown up, but it i think for the athletes it also creates it to the thing where you see people now who anytime they go above 80 percent, they just like hitch like crazy their knees are always soft at the top and you're like that's hurting you as an athlete right and if people are allowing that it's making the sport kind of take a step back so it's all for like progressing the sport and everything no, so i think that's that was the main point but at the end he did get it and he still would have won like i think it would have been more controversial if it would have been like a tie or something. And really, yeah. realistically, Tom shouldn't have just like stopped his shield carry for no reason. <laughs> like that really, I was like, that has to haunt you as an athlete more than anything. Mm -hmm. To be like, why did you stop like yeah. out of nowhere? So it was interesting seeing the results of those polls. The main thing that blew my mind is the people who said no on Hooper's lift and yes on Evan Singleton's. Like that's one thing I really did not understand. I was like, there's Damn. no logic right there. Yeah. I was like, huh, you really thought that Mitchell's was like I, a bad I, one. I, I, they liked Evan more. That's okay. <laughs> he's a goofy guy. Yeah, he's, dude, a he's a great guy. guy. He's a really he's a yeah. good guy. He's Which is good. Like, guy. and I think that's the part of it is realizing it's a production and it's a show, but I think after all, you still want to maintain that positive momentum. It's like PSL and everything that's going forward. Like, you want people to be impressed by it and bring in audience people right. and everything. Because at the end of the day, like, you don't want to follow equip lifting. So that was like, that's my little PSA about that. I was like, <laughs> I was like, because I'm glad you mentioned that. Because when I saw you do, you said yes. I was like, oh, this. We is were like, we were like. We're like Tyler's on on another one of his mushroom trips. See what I voted. Oh yeah, yeah. Tyler Young just stuck out like a, a sore thumb in that in that poll, man. <laughs> oh, you did? Is it really? Like it's all burner cool. accounts and then me. Like ah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So yeah, we got we got way off track. Let's get back back to chaos, man. Oh yeah. Right. So chaos coming up. 
big show. You're going to the to the nineties. Cause you yeah. kind of start. Where'd you start? You started like in the eighties. I started in the nineties. You started in the nineties. Okay. Yeah. I, I was. Uh, I thought you started in the nineties, but somebody I think said on our show that you started in the eighties. I was like, I don't know if that's true. I actually I actually went to eighties after I started at ninety. So I started. Oh, at 90s. okay. Oh, wow. Went to eighty. Bumped back to ninety. Uh, started taking more creatine and then went to one hundred and five. Yeah. <laughs> creatine. Um, <so>. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. So, um, who's I, who? Do you think is a Biggest competition going into the show. I mean, obviously, yeah. hugely, massively stacked class. I mean, kind List. of a cliche question because that nobody can ever answer. It's so uh, hard because this this class is stacked, and you know, I admire the confidence of everybody else that you have on, have had on here. <laughs> but I think that you know, we may not even know who the winner is. Like his name may not have even been mentioned. That's how deep this yeah. class is. It's yeah. not about you know. You know, there are a handful of us that are going to bring a really heavy log. There are a handful of guys that are going to bring double digits to the deadlift. I, you know, definitely believe that. Some people are going to carry that Hoosville stone for a mile. It's not going to be me. Um, yeah. Somebody or <laughs> you know, people are going to breeze those farmers. People are going to eat those power stairs, you know. Yeah. Like, there's just so many, like, different events. I don't see anybody being consistently in the top three or five on any of them. You know yeah. what I mean? And maybe I'm wrong. Um, but that's that's not a discounting their ability. It's just you know everybody else is so strong right. um, and so fast, you know. So, um, but you know the same people that you guys you know have talked about. Nick O'Hare is tough. Um, yeah. Nick, uh, if he gets his, you know, I know he's working with Tom Hibbert now. He worked. He was my athlete for a very very long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nick is tough. Uh, you know, if he if he brings a grip with him to that's always kind of been his Achilles heel. Uh, if he brings a grip with him to chaos, we're in trouble. Um, yeah. Tyler Davis obviously has had a hell of a run in the nineties. You know, he, he does not have a bad event. Um, but you don't even have to have a bad event here. You just have to have an event you're not good at and you'll lose 10 points. You know, if he, yeah. if he comes in and only hits a three twenty log instead of a three forty log, it might make the difference in, you know, six points. Sure. Um, uh, CJ, obviously you've had CJ on here running his mouth. That's, that's whatever. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, say what you will about CJ, but CJ's, you know, he's going to bring, he's going to, he, he's going to come to party, you know, he's, his log is blown up, you know, he's always had a really strong deadlift. He's good at moving events. It's a good show for him. Um, sure. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not sleeping on CJ, especially him coming up from the eighties. Um, my only, you know, worry from the outside looking in is just how strong he's getting so fast. Um, I hope that he can stay healthy. Um, sure going over there um obviously you know john hack uh is gonna really jack our points all to pieces man he's just <laughs> he's just strong i don't know how well he's gonna move in the frontal plane right. um so that that remains to be seen the gavin i'm not gonna say his last name right the uh guy from overseas he's yeah. tough yeah, um, he's got he currently has the world record deadlift for u105 i believe mm -hmm. yeah yeah um so, or, i'm sorry for u90 I yeah mean. Sorry. Yeah, and you know Jim Mitchell from Michigan, he's been around forever. He's tough. He doesn't have a bad event there. Um, Andrew Pepio is coming up. You know, or not coming up. He's been around forever, but he, he's been around a while. Yeah, he qualified. You know, he he doesn't have a bad. You know, it's gonna be stacked. He just you know? hit a triple, I think, on the three twenty log too. So just huge. I mean, his his pressings come a long, yep. long way. Yeah. So, you know, there were there was a time where you couldn't go to a show. Like, I remember going to OSG the first year, and there was a max log. And I hit a 305, and I got, like, fifth. 
at nice. LSG. Yeah. Um, and then like one person got 325 and then Tom Hibbert. Uh, and I tied with a couple people and then Tom Hibbert got 360 and Rob Ward, I think was there too. And Rob Ward hit a, hit a big number as well. So, you know, there we're looking at, you know, 10 guys that are in like well into the threes. Right. It's just changing. You know, it's been six years. So what do you think? um, What do you think the max lock will end up being? I mean, we, I I know you're still pressing North of three fifty. So Um, I know like I'm, I'm good for the record on any idle Tuesday. Like I'm not worried about that. Um, It's just, I don't know. You know, I know Shane German is coming over. Shane has hit like a, like a 420 strict press, I think. Something nuts. <laughs> it's stupid. It's ridiculous. I've seen it. Yeah. So, uh, I think he was a little bit bigger than, I don't know if he was at 90 kilos. Um, so, and I know it's been a long time since he's competed. So, you know, we'll see if he even wants to blow his wad on that, you know? Yeah, um, sure. But, you know, if I'm going over there with a, you know, a record in mind, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to take that record. You know what I mean? I'm oh, not, yeah. I don't want to share. Uh, I would, you know, as you guys uh, had a nice little chuckle about, uh, on Tyler Davis's podcast, I hope they don't go to 400 because it continues to elude me and be my white whale. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so no, I don't enjoy missing a 400 log. It's just no, I, can't, I can't imagine. <laughs> but still, I mean, there's not a lot of people, even in in U105s, that are missing five or 400. Right? They're not even cleaning it. So, well, I think everybody will miss 400. You know what I mean? I think. Well, well I, mean, I think my zero accounts rest is everybody else. Fair, fair, fair. But I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you were close. I mean, there's not well, nobody's, that, nobody's that, attempting 400. Not many people are attempting 400. Yeah. That's what I meant, right? In the UNO5s, let alone the U90s. I kept going back and trying, like you know, it wasn't like every week. It was like you know, once a month or six weeks. Still too frequently, for sure. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Uh, if you like the first one was just like a shot in the dark. I was training with Anthony Furman. Sure. I blasted 375. It's a pinned post on my Instagram. Blasted 375. He was like, go to four. And I'm like, all right. And I got above the head with it. And I'm like, oh, this is a bad miss. So I didn't come back to it for like six months. Six months later, something like that. I'm working out uh, at a gym. It was big blue log. I don't know if you've seen the video where it like yeah, yeah. crucifies me. But you know, <laughs> it was a full lockout. It just surprised, like the speed surprised me so much. I lost it behind me, right, right. and I was like, "Oh my god, it's right there!" So then, like three or four weeks later, I was like, "I gotta try again." And like every miss was like, was like locked out, but I couldn't get under it or something. Um, but uh, you know, it, it just be like that. It's you know, it's it's continued to be my white whale. So uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to sound cliche or cheesy, but it's time. It's time to spirit, man. Yeah, well, I'm working. With um, I don't usually work with a coach, uh, but I hired Camby to uh, to run this press prep for me, and he's been nice. wearing me out, like yeah, <laughs> wearing me out. So that's good, what man. That yeah. tsunami bar. <laughs> I love it, dude. I use I like my favorite great. thing on the tsunami bar is front squats. Mm. Yeah, miserable that's a bouncy one. Miserable. <laughs> I like a miserable lift though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, and I like the fact that the numbers are going to keep going up like that. Cause we, um, one yeah. of our athletes, Chase, just did the Oklahoma record setters for, I think, Strongman Corp or something. And he was doing the under 90s. And he said he ended up getting first place with 280. And he was so mad because he wanted to go up past 300. And yeah. I was like, 
I was like that. I was like, that's not the worst problem in the world to have, but that definitely is a bummer. If you have a number in your mind, you're like, this yeah. is what I'm coming in for, three fifteen, and then you end up winning with two eighty. I'm like, it's it's crazy to see just how the numbers have gone up overall. Because right. like watching CJ like fight with 150 kilos, and like that was one of the craziest log fights I've seen in a while. Yeah. To be able to like steady that was a grind. like yeah, I was like, because very few people can grind like that. That's like, I think the only thing I've seen crazier was i did one show where a guy it was like a 275 pound log he he cleaned it easily <laughs> missed it three times and then finally his face was beat red braces really hard and then basically strict pressed it up and i was like i've never seen anything like that in my life i was like he missed three attempts and then we yeah. were all like dude this guy's gonna pass out if he tries again and then he just like strict pressed it up and we we're like what just happened <laughs> So hey, like, I'm gonna. Uh, it just notified me. Apparently, my battery's kind of low. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. turn the camera off for just a second so I can plug up. And I'll turn yeah. It okay. Off. Yeah. Get a yeah. charger. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> camera off. Weird noises in the background. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing back up, there, man. Tyler? Do what? I said, what are you doing in there? <laughs> Standing up. <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> Leggings. It's <laughs> on like, my phone. I never realize it's about to die until it's like right there. And then you're like, oh, yeah. well, it's a good thing it notified me. Otherwise, I'd have had no idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We would have lost you. We'd have been like, we don't know what happened. And we just end the show. Yeah. <laughs> bummer. Be a bummer, man. Because then. Oh. Because then, you know, our schedule's full. <laughs> <laughs> we actually did. Nick Meyer said he's down for next week. So oh, we're right all the under 90s on. Oof. All right. Hell, Hell yeah. Bit too bright. There's, there's oh, a little, you bright. are a little bit oh. backlit now. Yeah. That's true. Nobody, I don't think anybody really watches the video anyway. I don't know if they do. <laughs> More people have actually, due to in part the production quality has gotten much better on our end. So that's been a big, big pointer. I don't know if you can get the camera to like focus on your face. Okay, that'll work. Yeah, too backlit. Good enough. Yeah, you're still pretty backlit, but I mean, we got we got a half we got a half hour of your beautiful face. So (laughs) yeah. If anybody wants to see it, they can just they can rewind. That's true. <laughs> That's the contrast. Yeah, yeah, man. Up. But yeah. So we, I, you didn't mm-hmm. mention Nick Myers coming to chaos. I, I just wasn't there yet. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not uh, Nick's tough, you know. Nick, uh, nothing, nothing but good things to say about Nick. In fact, I don't really have anything bad to say about any of the guys that are sure. on this list. You know, Nick is super consistent. You know, he he doesn't really have a bad event. Um, I don't know how well these events are going to favor him being a really, really heavy deadlift for reps and a really yeah. heavy log. But, you know, if I've learned anything about Nick, you just don't sleep on him. So, um, sure. you know, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. man. Um, and you, you already mentioned John Hack. Uh, I mean, his log pressing's coming around. His deadlift's obviously just stupid. Um, he's going to win the yeah. deadlift, I think. There's no question about that. Moving, moving Mr. Chop. But there's a lot of guys, too, though, that um, Americans aren't even really familiar with. People, mm-hmm. um, 
from uh, Latvia and Lithuania, I think, are yeah. on the list. Um, where was where did uh, uh, Tyler Davis say Mario Silva's from? I, I thought he was from Finland for the um, longest time. But I think he's oh, Latvia or something. Estonia? Estonia, Estonia yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's also a crazy strong presser. They're all? I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's that. I'm excited. You know, yeah. I'm as excited going into this as I was, you know, Clash. Um, because, oh, yeah. you know, you know, I, I don't have, like, you know, a whole lot of titles, if you will. Like, I've always been competitive. You know, I'm, you know, I'm around. But my, my imprint on the sport is much going to be more along the lines of where's the challenge at? You know what I mean? Sure. Like, you know, on paper, this isn't a very good, you know, event for me. But I'm not going to let that hold me back. You know what I mean? You know, uh it just is what it is. That's where the next, you know, that's where the next big opportunity is. So that's where I'm going to go. Yeah. I think, I think you'll find that uh, a similar mindset amongst probably everybody that's going to be there. It's sort of the kind of the hallmark, I think of a, of a, of an elite strength athlete, elite, elite athletes in general, right? They're not, yeah. you're, you're in it and you've been yeah. in it this far. You've gone this far because, uh, because of the challenge, not for the easy win. Right. For sure. And the last time I looked at a list of events for a show that I was signed up for, I thought, wow, this is going to be a good show for me, was Strongman Court Nationals in 2021, where I went and got second. Yeah. You know, like, nice. okay, two pressing events, heavy side handle deadlift, <laughs> you know, sandbag toss, uh, and a wheelbarrow race, and a yoke. Yep, sign me up. I'm there. You know, um, but, you know, that's, that's just part of the sport. We have different strengths and weaknesses, and yeah. It's just how it all plays together. So that that's why it's a points game. Yeah. Yeah. But I, think, say defense, I think some people have been complaining about the <laughs> USS Nationals coming up of like too many like out there events and stuff. It's yeah. nice to have like pretty consistent like regular yeah. events and stuff. And it's gonna be insane. And it's also realizing that a lot can change in the next few months of like Ben Don and just tore his adductor. Yeah. Doing Zurchers, which is which is rough. That's definitely Definitely a tough thing, but he's like, he was like, I'll, training I'll be or back. Was he trying to, I've seen the no, record. No, he, was that the ultimate uh, Strymian? I don't know if it was a full show. I just saw a lot of Zercher lists. Yeah, I, that's what uh, I was trying to figure out. Usually, Cuddlecheek uh, claimed the current world record with 260 kilograms, which is, I mean, a, a healthy, a healthy Zercher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is, yeah. But that because he've had his adductor 250 went up pretty easily and then 260 right. for his adductor yeah or popped right there. That's that is an intense one, but anything can happen in the next few months. Yeah. He said he's still planning on showing up, putting on a good show. Yeah. So I'm like, there's enough time right now if we tweak something to still, you know, at least be semi-show ready. Yeah. Uh, depending on what the injury is, obviously, but sure. Sure. Man. Still time out there. Got several months out. Everything. Do you have like a so you're working on a specific pressing program? Do you have any other things that you're doing along with um, that? I, you know, I, I coach athletes and you know do deadlift progressions and stuff like that. So I, I put together my own deadlift progression, um, and then I'm waving the moving events. So what my normal week looks like usually I press on a Sunday, um, then I pull every Tuesday, and then depending on my work schedule because I work every other Wednesday, I'll either you know so tomorrow I'll press. Um, and it'll be my second press day of the week. And then Saturday will be events. So, you know, one week will be, 
uh, yoke, sandbag, and um, and like the tough walk into tower stairs. And the other week will be, you know, farmers and Husa or something like that. So it's not, you know, too much. And maybe closer to time, I'll add a little bit more specificity in and do less sets and stuff right now or stuff like that. But right now it's just about moving fast. I'm not going to, you know, I notoriously don't train heavy yoke. You know, I probably won't touch more than, a, I think our contest yoke is 750. And you won't see me run more than a 600-pound yoke in, you know, in contest. I move the same speed, whether it's 600 or 900. It's just about, I got to get faster. Um, especially now. So, um, uh, plus it just beats the shit out of you. Yeah. It's terrible. It's It's terrible. Yeah. Like I, I learned that, I learned that too, uh, a while ago. I, there was a point towards the end there. I I mean, I say, I don't know if I'm done competing strongman completely yet. We'll see. But, um, (laughs) I just stopped training yoke completely because I, like, like you said, for me in competition, it didn't matter if I trained or not, but during training, if I trained yoke, the rest of my training sucked. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. like going into 22 clash. I didn't train it one time. I didn't yeah. train it one time. My knee was bothering me real bad. And those things really aggravated it. And I was like, well, they're in the finals anyway. And I know it's not going to be my event. You know, you know, uh, two movement medley has never been my, my thing anyway. I was like, so what, you know, it's going to be what a couple points maybe. Um, so I didn't train either one of them. You know, but also I think being don't you think being once you once you kind of cross that threshold into being an elite athlete, and I think there's a lot of factors that go into into that. Um those those movements are really simple. Um yeah. you don't need to train them consistently because the the form, if you will, the movement should be so ingrained that you don't need to really train it. Um for sure. You know, you get into some of these these medleys that are, you know, different transitions. Maybe it makes sense to train those more, um, you know, weak events and such. But I think that's uh, – I've always kind of been a little fascinated seeing high-level athletes training all the events all the time. It's like you, your time might be better served focusing on on weaknesses and, <coughs> and new and transitions and newer events, right? Yeah. Yeah, Darren actually helped explain that to me because one time I was complaining about the fact that like my pressing was going nowhere, and he was like, "Dude, you do yoke like at least once or twice a week. Like you're just wasting your time at that point. Like don't." Yeah. And that that point because it is like you have to think of like what are you sacrificing otherwise? Like how many points really like yoke is still a points game, but it's like your points are better spent somewhere else. And for sure, at the end of the day, like really what it comes down to is like. Just don't get to the point where you wouldn't be able to finish a yoke run. Mm-hmm. Like that's your yeah. main concern. But I think after a while it is those things of like, it's the same as like watching people leading up to OSG who are still like going super heavy on deadlifts up to like two weeks before comp. And you're like, yeah. that is like, you are at that point starting to use reps that you could have on competition day. There's yeah. one name that always comes, comes to mind. And I think he's finally, <laughs> I think he's, it, it seems like the last year or two, maybe he's, He's got he's gotten better, but Frankie Pro used to always like pull like something just stupid two weeks yep. out from competition, like, like ten days out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then and then like and then you know not not knocking uh, Frankie because he's a great guy, but yeah, I- he he would suffer right during competition and and I think he kind of learned. But uh, anytime I think about like people doing that, I'm like Frank, dude, and- <laughs> yeah. Frank- pulling heavy ten days out. <laughs> And you have Frank would agree coaches. with you that Frank's biggest enemy there for like his, you know, his worst event was him there for a while. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget uh, at 
uh, Strongman Court Nationals, I think it was like 2020, it was the year we went to Alabama. Um, like, it was like after the first or second event, I went over and I, like, I'm doing real bad. Like, I'm doing, like, it, they started out with like, I think a yoke carry. And then, uh, and then we went right into Husa, or maybe it was sandbag toss and then Husa. Anyway, um, so I go over there and he's already drinking, like, drinking the key. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. hey man, what are you doing? He's like, I fucking blew it. And I was like, what? It's like event two, bro. Like, what do you mean you blew it? He goes, yeah, I blew it. Fuck it. And um, so it's really good to see that he's kind of, you know, grown past that. Because sure. uh, I've never, like, you, you've you been around me. I don't take competing super seriously either. Right. Um, you know, there are some, like, great champions that, you know, get off on, like, being super serious and have their dad smack them and stuff. And, you know, good right. for them that they win those championships, you know. But I'm, here, I'm there to have a good time. I'm laughing. I'm right. cutting up. I'm dicking around. Like, that's just – that that's me in the yeah. sport so yeah no that's a, that's good man i've i've kind of been on both sides i think i got a little too serious at one point in time and it, and it stopped being fun mm-hmm. if you take too serious like there's not there's not not enough in strongman to take seriously right you're not yeah. you're not making a living at it so you may as well go have fun mm-hmm. you know meet new people you know experience new things that's that, the that's the joy I think of strongman. Well, yeah. and what I try to get across to my athletes, only a few hours a year are fun of strongman. Like, yeah. like if you add the time up, you only get a few hours. Like that's that's it for a whole year. That's it. Yeah. You know, so I've you said that you're probably done competing in strongman. This will likely be my last year. You know, no, I said I don't know if I am. I, yeah. I I don't want to be the guy that says I retired and then come back. Like Bob. Like, like Bob, Bob, like Bob. <laughs> Literally, I tagged him with something. And Bob, like, Bob who's like still in his 30s and complains that he's old all the time. Well, literally 24 <laughs> hours later, he, he accepted the invitation to America's Strongest Man. So I, I did like that. the SpongeBob letters. Like, I'm retired. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> now it's just, <laughs> oh, uh, Bob. But, you know, when we compete, it's like, you know, for those five minutes, right? So five 60-second events. You know, yeah. that's the... That's the most real I can be, you know, in those five minutes. Like, that's my purest expression of myself. Sure. Like, I, it's sure. like the quickening from Highlander. Like, I yeah. actually, like, just untethered, just go out there and get after it. And we only get that a couple times a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, I, I'm really big, like, on the, you know, philosophical side of coaching of enjoy the journey. Like, sure. not every workout has to just kill you. Don't skip time with your kids to go – lift or to do this or go like you know nobody's gonna remember this shit like nobody yeah. um, right and nobody cares like nobody cares um, it, we but that's it you know yeah we do yeah and i mean well to some extent i mean your people are closest to you are gonna care of like you win for you know a couple weeks but then then it fades away and everything goes back to normal and and you're right um there was a i, I can't remember who it was it might have been on a podcast. They kind of talked about um, sacrifice, right? These these people that talk about mm-hmm. sacrificing all their time with their their families and stuff for this sport that doesn't pay anything. Like, to like, don't yeah. you're right? Like, why? Why? You know, there you gotta have priorities. Your family should always be number one priority. You know, job to take care of your family. Family comes first, even with a job. Um, you know, and then go have fun. There's nothing worth i hate the word sacrifice though too because um you're choosing to forego that time with your family right that's not a sacrifice right 
Yeah. It's a choice. Yeah. It's a choice. <laughs> it's like um, one of the big questions I get asked, you know, when people are onboarding with me for coaching wise, they're like, well, how many days a week do you program? And I'm like, well, that's up to you. And the big thing that I like to say is life dictates training, not the other way around. And I'd much yeah. rather have somebody that can give me two days a week where their heart and their minds are in it. And they have, you know, a couple of unrushed hours that they can get in as opposed to six or seven days where they're dragging themselves to the gym, just hating their life and hating yeah. their existence. You know, somebody messages me and they're like, Hey, I feel like shit today. I skipped my deadlifts. I'm like, Roger that. Like what, what's it going to do? Like you already feel bad about it. Like, why am I going to beat you up even more? Yeah. You know, you're already like, if you miss a lift in competition, you're already going to think about that shit. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so I found that, you know, my best performances have always been when I didn't hyper obsess over things like, yeah. Um, when I cut to 80, uh, 80 kilos for uh, OSG in 2018, like I didn't miss, like not one meal was a cheat meal. Like every single meal was in my macros. Everything hit a window. I hit all of my weight goals. I hit all of my programming progressions. I mean, everything was perfect. Weight cut went perfect. Got there and got my ass kicked. Just shit the bed. Um, yeah. Just, Havoc. I don't, I, for whatever reason, I just underperformed, um, like almost missed a 255 log, <laughs> like, you know, the, the week, you know, a couple of weeks before I'd vipered it for three or something like that. Like it was just, nice. you know, big stuff like that. And, um, yeah, it, it just, I think it was just cause I hyper obsessed and I took it way too seriously. And then, you know, the first event didn't go exactly how I planned and I just, I just wasn't prepared mentally. I think I fell apart. Um, sure. I think I think we opened with a deadlift ladder that year and our heaviest bar was like 585 and I blitzed it like no problem like pulled all four bars pulled 585 and I'm like yep won that event walk over to the side and I got 12th and I'm like oh shit like I got all four bars what do you mean I got 12th place I was the slowest <laughs> one to pull all four bars and I was like is this how this is gonna go and I think I was just you know kind of in my head after that so after that, I just, you know, didn't really take things nearly as seriously, even with um, right. uh, Andrew Clayton, you know, was was kind of funny. We competed against each other at Clash of the Rockies. That's the first time we've competed in the same weight class against each oh, other. Oh, yeah. But um, I got to go after him in the deadlift, and he was, like, crouching over my shoulder, like, trying to see, you know, what my next deadlift call. And I turned around, and I was like, bro. I know you take this really seriously, but I don't. Like, this is these are the numbers that I'm going to – plan your jumps accordingly because I don't care. Like, like I know what I came here to pull and me, you know, playing this mind game with you isn't going to make a difference points wise. Um, yeah. I was like, so, you know, I'm going to pull 660, I'm going to pull 700 and then we'll see what happens. I'm probably going to go to 720. And uh, he was like, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you being a stand up competitor. And I was like, that ain't got nothing to do with it. I just don't, I'm not, gonna, <laughs> I'm, not I'm already stressed out enough. Like, you know, I'm just ready to go deadlift. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> So it was just the, the, you know, the dichotomy was there. And we, I took one of my athletes with me, uh, Jimmy Harrison, watch out for him or Jimmy Harris. Yeah. Uh, so yep. yeah. Uh, watch out for him. And he's going to be real tough in the next couple of years. But uh, he was just laughing. He was like, why didn't you like play, play mind games with him? And I was like, wow. I was like, we're already here. I, that shit's only going to go so far. So that's why I don't like let people, you know, get under my skin when they're talking. Like CJ doesn't bother me running his mouth about that. I don't play that yeah. stuff. Much. I'm just going to yeah. show up and I'm going to be strong and hopefully it's strong enough, you know? Yeah. That's a, and that's the most you can do, man. I mean, um, mm -hmm. 
Again, I just I kind of air back to the the same thing. Like, they, there's nothing but uh, kind of empty glory in Strongman. Um, it's for you and for you only. You may as well go have a good time because uh, because all the money and the time that you put into it is, like you said, it's for five for five minutes in most shows, <laughs> right? It's it's yep. here and it's gone. Um, and and you know, but kind of to your point of training, I. I I used to be one of those guys that was very, very like religious on my training days. I never missed a training day. I trained the same days every week for years. Um, but yeah, you know, in later in life, I came to the realization that like this linear periodized progression <laughs> is not designed to fit with people's lives who, who have full-time jobs, mm-hmm. have families and have responsibilities outside yep. of lifting. Cause it, it, it's an impossible um, expectation, I think, to mm-hmm. progress linearly when you don't have a full-time athletic career to devote every waking hour to that linear progression. Mm-hmm. Life is dynamic and changes every single day. Yep. And, and having a bad lifting day means fuck all, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's one day. You didn't just suddenly get weaker. Taking a week off to rest and recover is going to have much more impact on your progress than, like you said, dragging your ass through the through the mud all week just trying to get through. Yeah. That that's going to be more regressive than than that recovery. And it's it always makes me kind yeah. of laugh when when people kind of exclaim when they go to uh, a show. Like OSG was a good example. I don't know how many people are like. I did so much better on the deadlift at OSG than I did in training. I'm like, did you take a week off before you went? That's why. <laughs> Recover. <laughs> Full recovery, man. That's where strength gains cool. are made. Well, and I can't tell you how many times like I've gotten up and come to the gym and it just hadn't been there. And I've just swept the fucking floor and then went home. Like many days, like, you know, um, or I come in here um, and I do 30, 40 minutes of pump work you know, just back and biceps or shoulders or chest or whatever. So yeah. I did something at least, you know, uh, for my mental health, if you will. But um, uh, just I don't force it if it's not there. I'm past that point yeah. in my career. You know, I don't That's have good, to. Man. It's um, also mentally, though, it's good for you to like they actually talk about like being able to like train with confidence really helps your progression with work, <clears throat> with anything, really. And lo- those people who like literally will PR and I used to do it all the time. It's like hit something real big and then go for something that I'd miss. And it's like, in reality, you want to always leave something in the tank. Like you always want to end on a good note because people, it's amazing how many people in our sport just need a lot of extra creatine because they don't manage their stress properly. They push (laughs) themselves like in the ways that they shouldn't. And it's like, at the end of the day, you realize that like cortisol levels in your body can like really mess with your training and stuff and like darren was always super helpful to me when i'd be like i don't really feel like lifting but i'm gonna do it he's like don't like you're like if you're gonna go just work on something fun but don't make yourself miserable people they're like well these are the numbers like that are written in my app so i have to hit these numbers today otherwise i'll be feel shitty and you're like you'll definitely feel shitty if you're already sick and you're trying to hit numbers that were made several weeks ago or whatever based on you being a healthy individual like and you're not getting anything there and that's one thing as a coach i don't very rarely very very rarely do i program percentages off of one rep max it does happen mm-hmm. occasionally but most of the time early in the cycle i have them work to a comfortable double 
And I program all the percentages off that comfortable double because I know yeah. if somebody tells me to work up to a comfortable double, I'm going to work up to a relatively heavy double. You know, the devil's in the detail of that subjective language. RPE3. So you meant yeah, RPE10, so, right? Yeah. So I know <laughs> I know where they're going to go to. Yeah. And then, you know, if I program percentages off of a double that I would usually program off of a single, then, you know, they're not going to compete with the ghosts of themselves. If I programmed off of my percentage of my best ever deadlift max – I would be heartbroken all of the time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, I don't know if you saw it on Instagram, but I pulled a, you know, a 660 on an axle today and I was stoked about that, you know? Yeah. But that's like what 85% of my best deadlift and I'm happy for it for it just, you know, the sport is dynamic, you know, it changes. It's super dynamic. Um, your, so your body changes. Your body does, man. Your body changes constantly like the the idea that you can maintain 100% uh, performance 100% of the time is like it's a, yeah. it, I mean, that's like they try to chase unicorns, man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's also like, you know, and this is by my own doing, like I walk a, you know, a fine line of that, you know, max recoverable volume because I train something seven days a week, you know. Sure. Um, so on the days that I'm not lifting, I'm doing jujitsu, um, nice. whether it is just going in and drilling or like, you know, I try not to roll hard, but, you know, once every couple of weeks where um, I'm taking trust to wrestling practice twice a week and we'll get there early and I'll go out there and I wrestle with the coaches and stuff like that. So I'm moving around and I'm working out nice. seven days a week, no matter what. But, sure. you know, if I come in here, you know, I did it a couple of weeks ago. I came in uh, to deadlift and I, I can't even remember what my heavy I had to pull like six doubles at, you know, like 570 or 580, nothing even that heavy. Um, but I just got stapled, just was not there. So I'm like, well, Mulligan, I just put all the shit away and left. And I was yeah. like, I'll do the work when I, you know, when I get off work, went to work that day, came off or got off, came back to the gym, smoked it for my six doubles. And then I pulled a failure yeah. set on the last set. Like, there you go. it was just, you know, it was just where my head was at. So, yeah. And that dude, that I've been there too, man. When I was at my strongest deadlift, deadlift was in the low 800s. And uh, I remember, I remember one specific day. I was just so wrecked. I went in and tried. I I was stapled with five hundred pounds, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, "What is wrong?" Like, this, <laughs> and I did. I same thing. I just walked away. I'm like, "This is, this is bad." And but I think it's important for younger lifters, newer lifters, um, less experienced lifters to understand too that that's not that's not the end of the world, right? Tri I always tell everybody like training, yeah. whatever happens in training doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is on competition day. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things obviously okay. matter in training, but not, uh, the point is not to get hung up on, you know, having a bad day here and there. Cause they're going to happen. They happen and they're going to happen frequently. And the older you get, I think they happen even more frequently than that. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. No. I don't know if it's age or like, I always say this Joe. like, I, I don't know if it's, Obviously, there's a point it, that you you get in age that um, you're just going to start regressing. It's it's inevitable, right? Mm -hmm. What age that is for everybody's going to be different. But for me right now, I'm like, is it age or is it just because of the weight's so goddamn heavy now? Yeah, <laughs> it, well, a bit things of both, definitely maybe. get heavier. Um, but kind of where I'm at with it, you know, I have a a six year old and a six month old. Um, so I really just want to let him, you know, it, it's time for him to be an athlete. You know, I've, I've been, an athlete, you know, I'm 33 years old. I'm not old by any, you know, stretch of the imagination. I've been knock on wood, very fortunate not to have any substantial injuries, like no bicep tears or, you know, quad pulls or anything like that. Um, you know, so I, I've been real fortunate. I don't have to worry about whether or not I'm going to pick up my grandkids, 
You know what I mean? But yeah. you know, I've seen the people that that overstay their welcome in the sport, and then they're beat up and they're broken, and they don't have shit to show for it. Yeah. You know, so uh, there's already been a couple of times where you know strongman has conflicted with um, you know with something he had going on. I had to miss Troy's first ever soccer game um, last year. I agreed to do some charity li- hope for kids. I went down there and missed a 400 pound log. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I went down there, I, you know, they put me on the banner, they did all his advertising and, uh, he was supposed to have his first soccer game the Saturday before boom, got rained out and I had to miss his first ever soccer game. You know what I mean? Cause I had made this yeah, so you know, commitment. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's just, I, I'm not going to be that, I'm not gonna be that dad. You know what I mean? Good, man. It'd be different if this was paying the bills or, you know, if sure. ESPN was every third weekend instead of every other year, you know? That's different. Yeah, but. yeah, no, good for you, man. And and uh, I think that's the same with the uh, how the amount of creatine <clears throat> creatine you take. Uh, sure. <laughs> well, he's I mean, not paying the fucking work. bills, man. So it's not yeah. it's not worth taking you know ten grams of of creatine. Yeah, I've always been a less is more kind of guy. <laughs> I think you and I have had this conversation before uh, when it comes to creatine. Yeah. I never mix more than you know two kinds of creatine together. Um, it's just, it, you know, it's just too much for what we do. And, you know, you and I have both been around the sport long enough to see people that have gone way off the deep end, uh, for their excessive use in creatine. Um, and I don't want to, you know, end up like that. That's why, you know, you don't see grade eight performance arguing politics on Facebook. You don't see grade eight performance, you know, yeah. publicly shaming or condemning people for living one way or this, that, and the other. That's never going to be me. You know what I mean? I'm not going to let some chemical substance dictate how I'm thinking. Um, sure. That's just not, you know, uh, may work for them. Fuck it. But you know, not this guy. So yeah, agree. Agreed, man. I, yeah. I'm, I'm with you 100% on less is more. Um, and again, you're not making it a, enough money to justify, um, you know, damaging your, your body organs or anything yeah. else either. It's uh, it's, and it's a waste of money at the end of the day. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what your inbox looks like, but I get messages about it all the time. They're like, hey, I think I'm going to start. I'm like, how old are you? They're like, yeah. 22. And I'm like, don't no. even talk to me. Like, No, I'm, I'm glad to. I, I encourage people to talk to me, actually, because um, I've heard some of the most atrocious bullshit that people do without taking any precautions. They don't. Yeah, you know, they're not getting they're not getting blood work done. They're not they're not yeah. um, not using any ancillaries. Just, you know, taking whatever the gym bros tell them, you know, or like I listened to this guy tell a dude with uh, lupus to like take 100 milligrams of, you know, and and I'm just like, you're a fucking asshole. Like, shut yeah. your mouth. Like, you're going to hurt this guy. Like, he's already hurt. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I encourage people to come talk to me because I would rather like I, I'm not a doctor. And I mean, always ca- caveat that all the time, but I'd rather somebody come and talk to me. And at least have an opportunity to at, at least give them what I believe is good advice, right? I mean, you could take it or right. leave it. At the end of the day, you're going to do whatever you're going to do. But, you know, if I can if I can steer people in the right direction, no matter what their choice is, uh, I think that, you know, that's a net benefit to people that are in, you know, my extended network. For sure. And to clarify what I meant by saying don't even talk to me, I meant like, you know, don't, this doesn't even need to be in the conversation for a very, very long time. Absolutely. You're, 
Like, you're unless right. you're knocking on the door of a world record or, you know, going to World Strongest Man, there's no reason for you to do that to your body that early on in life. Um, I also, like, you know, if they're like, well, I'm 33, I'm like, well, you need to go get blood work done. I'm like, well, yep. where do I do that at? Well, find you, find you a mental health clinic. Go to your PCP. Like, you have to get blood before this conversation, you know, happens. And Absolutely. I see way too many people, they're like, just run a gram of this and a gram of that, and you'll feel like Superman. Yeah, you probably will. For a while, but you know, my, all of mine uh, creatine usage started with um, you know an actual doctor and a prescription, uh, yeah. and it's still overseen to this day by a primary care physician and a cardiologist. Uh, you know, because <laughs> obviously I have high blood pressure. Um, yeah, uh, that is probably related to that. You know. Um, yeah. But um, anyway. Um, but it's still being overseen. I'm very, you know, transparent and forthcoming with information because they're here there to help and facilitate me. And there have been times, you know, we have that other uh, doctor in the strongman community that is, you know, not a cardiologist, but I've tipped his ear before about how certain things looked and stuff like that. Um, so it always is good for me to, you know, seek out other opinions to get validation based on how I'm looking, you know, how things sure. are looking um, and how, you know, because we're anomalous athletes, like, you know, my my cardiologist when he first saw my creatinine levels was like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, well, it runs high. He was like, well, why should it run high? I'm like, well, because of the extra muscle mass that I carry and it's, you know, relatively lean. My right. creatinine is just going to be, you know. And, and I'm eating 320 like, grams of protein a day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it, it, it's it's refreshing to know that, you know, I at least get, you know, a, a confirmation every now and again from somebody sure. in the circle. Um, yeah. But, yeah. That's People good, run their whole life for that, man. It's crazy. Yeah, I, you, you know, I think I think we need to honestly think we need to talk about that more and more in the sport because um, it it never surprises me either, even at the higher levels of the sport, how little attention people are putting towards like necessary uh, precautions and yeah, and, you know, speaking to a professional uh, about it. it. It's just it's it's silly, and um, you know, it's a conversation. People are doing it; they're gonna do it. There's nothing we can do to stop it. But I think there's a lot we can do to help yeah. facilitate uh, responsible use. Because at the end, you want things to For like sure. make your life and, better. You know, on the flip side of that, you know, go ahead. Were you saying something? I'm sorry. Oh, no. I was, uh, yeah, because I was like, you want your life to be better. Because I, the amount of people I've heard over the years in like Strongman will talk about like, oh, this wrecks my sleep. This makes my anxiety off the charts. This makes it hard to yeah. eat. And you're like, wait. So your sleep's messed up, your anxiety's high, and you're not feeling great about what you're eating. Like, I feel like those are very key parts yeah. of like training. Well, and it's like maybe don't it might, do might be that thousand good. grams of yellow yeah. creatine. Yeah, and you're like all the time. You're like, wait, so you're tanking your sleep, you're tanking <laughs> well, everything else. Like, like, you know, it's crazy. I'll let you go. Well, that's like on the flip side of that, you know, I, I make this argument a lot. Um is, you know, if there was something that we could take that allowed us to work out harder, more frequently, at a higher intensity, and be able to recover faster from those workouts with less symptoms than us getting our ass beaten in an alley, why wouldn't we all do it? You know what I mean? Like, that's the that's the other side of that coin. So there's sure. absolutely merit. Like, obviously, the shit works. Um, right. You know, and I think that a lot of high-level athletes are doing a disservice by glossing over and not talking about it. Um yeah 
for especially not talking about the damaging amounts that they've ran and how that's adversely affect them and their relationships, not just marriage, yes. but, you know, friendships, professional yes. relationships. Um, so I think that they're doing a great disservice um, to, you know, the people that they pander to, uh, for lack of a better, you know, adjective. Um, yeah, man. So that's why I've always been pretty upfront about mine. You know, if you, if you have a question, like I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beat around the bush. I talk a lot more people out of using uh, creatine than I ever do. Same, to tell. same. Likewise, um, unless they check a couple boxes, right? You know, if they're yep. in their thirties, oh, I'm sleeping like I'm sleeping like shit. You know, uh, hadn't touched my wife in a couple weeks. You know, this that. And the, yeah, go see a doc for sure. You probably feel terrible. Go do that. Yeah. Um, but so that that's just kind of where I'm at with it. But we're on the same page, man. Yeah, so, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, like at the end of the day, it's like unless you're really chasing for like a record and stuff, like you have people who will literally do like awful water cuts for shows that don't even matter. Don't and, stuff. Even and it's this idea of like at the end of the day, like I think what's always impressive is seeing coaches and people who tell people they're like, unless you can be a world class athlete, just focus on getting stronger. Don't do weird water cuts. Don't do yeah. these things like and it's weird when you realize that we used to do trash or treasure needs to come back. But like. The difference it made of like Darren about like taking vitamin D3 and stuff of like making sure your vitamin D levels are high and like that you're optimizing the rest of your diet and these things rather than just like focusing right, on dude. like these extras. Because at the end of the day, you realize that like not having good vitamin D levels and like sun exposure and like activity like that can actually <laughs> impact you hugely. Just like not yeah. being in the right place mentally, especially when you have people yeah. like eating weird diets where it's like, so you're doing this sport for fun because you love it, but you are on a miserable diet. You don't sleep well. You have weird anger issues, work struggling. And you're like, and this is for something that's not paying your bills. For, <laughs> like, for, for the hopes to win a plastic trophy in an attaboy. <laughs> yeah, you're like, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I'll never get it. But, you know, it's, it, I guess some people, you know, it means the world to them, so yeah yeah we're proud to it man like hey like i've said in the past man I, I have a lot of opinions but at the end of the day um the sport is open to everybody and you can do whatever you want it's your body and you know all all i can ever do is is speak my mind and and advise people that who ask and you mm -hmm. know and they and they they're gonna make their own decision at the end of the day yep but i wanted to make off topic, there was something that you mentioned earlier, John, and I'm and I've, I've recommended this book in the past to people. You were talking about the uh, the mental aspect of training. Randall Strawson's uh, Stronger Mind, Stronger Bodies, great read. Uh, highly recommend to everybody because it touches very much on uh, the mental aspect of training and 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 leaving some in the tank and always walking out of the gym with a win because it creates positivity, a positive reinforcement for you to go to the gym. So, yeah. Cause you want that positive feedback loop of like, it's what, like at the end of the day, it's um, one of our guests, uh, Mike Idala. I did one of his men's groups things yeah. and talking about that idea of like, <clears throat> when you're entering the flow state, especially at the gym or doing anything, your instincts are like to push it till you're failing. Whereas in reality, it takes a huge amount of self-control to get really close to like, let's say you have some random number in your mind, like 385 on some lift or whatever. And you hit that and it feels easy. Instinctively, you're like, I'll just do 10 more pounds. And it's like the self-control to just leave at your peak 
is like the best thing you can do. And it actually makes it so your mind enjoys training and everything. Where so many people, you were you do your main lift until you miss your main lift enough times you're frustrated and sad. Then you skip half your accessories and then you yep. go home frustrated. Yeah. And you're like, that's exactly. an awful feedback. But, but you also get the the endorphin high, right? Oh, yeah. Of, of, of a positive, good training session. Whereas when you fail um you your body starts producing cortisone you get a negative the negative feedback loop and you just feel like shit but i think it takes a lot of a lot of maturity though also an experience to get to a point to be able to walk away and be like you know what i've done this enough times uh i've learned my lesson and it's time yeah. to you know to leave it in the tank because i know that that's going to affect me have a more positive impact for next training session um if i do that but for sure it's hard though like it's hard not to like chase that it's definitely it is. hard but it is hard <laughs> yeah but it takes that self-control and maturity and i think that's part of like you want to be a well-rounded individual because one of the recent things i was looking at is they talk about like think of all these great athletes and great people they're like amazing financially amazing athletically but then like the rest of their life suffers and it's like you'd much rather be a well-rounded person you don't want to be like michael jordan or something where you're like alienating a ton of people and like you're single-minded like on this one thing and other relationships suffer and fail for it because at the end of the day sure. I mean, everything you do you want to be a great man in all areas like some people do love that idea about being a champion at that one thing but it's like if that comes at the expense of your family your faith or your job or whatever it is like that's not worth it I don't know, man. I, I I might have to I might have to disagree if you're making money that Michael Jordan made. That's then. true. Yeah, I, I <laughs> maybe, guess maybe it, maybe it might be worth it. Uh, I mean, that, that was everything. that was kind of that was the underlying point I was trying to make the no, entire yeah. this whole entire conversation okay. is like strong in <laughs> is it worth it because you're not making any money? <laughs> but I I guess in my mind people <laughs> think that they're the Michael Jordan of like sports yeah. that are not Michael That's Jordan. Fair. Like you like you yeah. can't be the Michael Jordan of powerlifting or the Michael Jordan of like all these things because it's just not paying what it is right. i think so it, it's that balance of like trying at the end of the day at least for me the longer i talk to darren the better my training got because i just trained for fun i mean these days i just only do zurchers which i'm mixing it up <laughs> but <laughs> like just like enjoying the process and i've still been able to like maintain some strength. all right we're we're oh, getting yeah. over we're up to an hour and ten we should try okay. to, we try to keep it about an hour I know. Okay. Usually, wherever you call it, man. Any final words, Tyler, for, uh, for anybody? No, man. Uh, I, like I said, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah. Um, you know, shout out Cerberus. They're, they've been, you know, A1 since day one. You know what I mean? I've got a couple, you know, local sponsors, but Cerberus is main, main, main digs. Kratos, uh, all of my great performance swag goes through them. Uh, follow me on Instagram if you don't already. That's Tyler Young Pro Short Man. Because um, again, I have you know a level of self-depreciating humor, especially in regards to the sport. Um, you know, That's good. Yeah, man, it just is what it is. This is my experience, and this is the reality I choose to live in. So I'm having a blast. Um, hey, man. But yeah, man, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Dude, it was great having you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, we'll absolutely. Have to have you back. Yeah, right. for sure. Y'all have a good night. Support us on Patreon or Anchor, and find us on Instagram or Facebook.